0: Will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bounce back from a disgusting performance in San Francisco, or will Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals further expose Tom Brady and the Bucks even further? Diving into this matchup on this crossover Thursday right now.
1: You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Podcast Locked On the Lockdown Bengals podcast, Pro Locked On podcast, Network your team every single day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the is Bengals, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listener, your first views of the day. I'm David Harrison. They are James Rapine and Jake Liskow. and you can find us covering the Bucks and the Bengals here on this network and for Sports Illustrated's Foundation on BucksGameDay.com and allBengals.com. Make sure you're also following all of us on Twitter. At James Rapine, at J- Jake Liscow, and at D Harrison 82, where I will forever be jealous of both you gentlemen because you simply have your names as your Twitter handles. And I've got to come up with initials and numbers and, and other. I used to have a hashtag, or not a hashtag, an underscore, and there it was, it was just craziness. Uh, crossover yeah. Thursday, as always, presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Take two to five players. If they score more or less in their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry and those entries take literally less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks, we know that you will too. First time users, you get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Gentlemen, a huge matchup, uh Joe Joe Burrow just being Joe, Tom Brady just being Tom. Uh one of them is an up and coming Superstar, I think in this league, another one is a, a living, breathing legend, probably closer to on his way out than anything else. But on the Cincinnati side of things, guys, what is the biggest story for uh, the Bengals entering this weekend?
2: Well, I, when you said up and coming, I thought maybe Brady was still up and coming and playing for another <laughs> 10 years. You know, we'll see. You never know. Uh, uh, I'm a big spoiler Bucks fans. I'm a, a big Brady guy As Bengals fans this week are going to hate that. I mentioned that multiple times, but it's true. <laughs> and I'm not going to run from it this week. Uh, biggest story to me is can this Bengals team continue to keep pace and what has suddenly become a three-team race for the number one seed, I think, between the Bills, Bengals, and um, obviously the, the Chiefs, which right now they do have the one seed. I think the Dolphins kind of drop out of that after last week. So it's a three-team race, and we wouldn't have said this about the Bengals three weeks ago, four weeks ago, but we are now because they've won five straight the way they're winning games. It's not just Joe Burrow leading them past teams. The defense is playing at a high level. This uh, this team has been tested. The depth has been tested, and they found ways uh, to get it going, whether it's on the ground with Joe Mixon and Samaje Pirine, whether it's through the air with, with Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase is back now. So I know there are guys in that locker room talking about how they can make a push for the one seed, and they don't fully control their own destiny, but if they went out, they do hold the tiebreaker over the Chiefs and, and could have a shot. Uh, especially with the matchup against the Bucks in a couple of weeks. So that's can they keep it going is, is the big storyline going into this one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of really good football coming in December. And I think that's the way that everybody wants it. But more than more often than not, you want your team to be involved in those storylines. right? Big storyline for me right now is whatever's going on with my lights. There's no flashing lights in my office, but on the screen, I can see that it's my camera is doing something. I apologize <laughs> to anybody who's bothered. Uh, by that. But uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, it's it's basically the, the story that we've been talking about all year that has led up to this point is that's whether or not the Buccaneers are truly coming apart uh, at the seams. And when you look at this team so far, guys, they've scored 27 or more points in just one game this year. And it came in a 10 point loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. They did it 13 times last season. That's how much difference there is between this Buccaneer squad and, and the last one that we saw that was, you know, com- close to competing for a Super Bowl title if injuries don't derail them against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, And I picked the number 27 for a reason, because right now this season against the Cincinnati Bengals, and you guys can provide context on why this is, if you don't score 27 or more points or more than 27 points, really, you're 6-7 and uh, against this team. So that's kind of the magic number, I think, if you're facing the Bengals and trying to get a win uh, against these guys. But not only on offense for the Buccaneers, their defense has also looked out of sync. So that's why this entire team potentially – starting to fold in the absence of Antoine Winfield Jr. And Mike Edwards certainly playing a part in that against uh, the five explosive plays and uh, seven if Chris Olave and Taysom Hill don't drop explosive passes themselves uh, that they could have given up against the New Orleans Saints. That probably would have led to another loss. But the offense has looked stale all season long. Uh, they've had some short kind of bursts of energy, and, and really they've been sparked by young guys like Rashad White and Kate Otten, but your usual threats, your Mike Evans of the world, Chris Godwin's of the world really have not been able to come out and impose their will on opponents. And even in those short bursts of energy and and comeback wins over the the Rams and the Saints uh, and really kind of an all-game, I wouldn't call it domination, but strong outing against the Seattle Seahawks, they're still only averaging 18 points in those three games. So even their bursts of energy aren't even getting them really over 20 points. So for me, it's just the continued struggle from this team and whether or not, like I said in the the opening, uh, if the Bengals are going to be able to continue to tear those seams apart uh, as the Buccaneers try to essentially stumble into the playoffs feels like injuries
1: are a big deal in this game for both teams if you're just talking about general storylines in this game the Buccaneers defense banged up right now the Bengals yeah. likely to be without Trey Hendrickson we'll see about Tyler Boyd and T Higgins we know that Hayden Hurst is doubtful for this week so some some key players should obey for the Bengals on IR as well out on the Bengal side of the ball but like you mentioned, some, some key injuries on the Buck side of the ball as well. Mm-hmm. What was interesting, though, despite all of that to me, and, and James being a Brady guy and David covering the Bucks, you know, Tom Brady hasn't really lost like that very much in his life. Uh, and if those of us that, that have followed the Bengals and covered the Bengals for a long time will all remember the odd to Cincinnati Bill Belichick quote mm-hmm. when yep. they were together in New England. What's the sense around that being a possibility for Tom Brady this week, the on to Cincinnati and then the absolute demolition of what was actually a solid Bengals team by, by the Patriots coming off of a bad loss that year.
0: I mean, at, at this point in time, so I went ahead and, and followed my, I guess, bolder than, than it should have been instinct last week in the, in my crossover with the lockdown 49ers guys, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker. And, you know, I admitted that every football logic in the world, you should point to the San Francisco 49ers winning that game, especially Mm -hmm. if Nick Bosa was active, which obviously ended up being active. Um, But just I had this gut that this was going to be kind of a Tom moment. You know, going back home is only a second time playing in San Francisco where he grew up wanting to play in the uniform that he wanted to wear all, you know, throughout his childhood, college, all that stuff. And so I was just like, this just feels like a Tom Brady game. Uh, Obviously, it was not. And this (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> on under normal circumstances would feel like a Tom Brady game, but mm-hmm. I, I am now fighting the urge to to even say something like that because this is not a Tom Brady season, and quite honestly, this isn't a Tom Brady team. Um, and I had the 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 extreme honor to talk to Rob Gronkowski on uh, for for our show yesterday, and you know asked him said you know what do you see when you see this team right? And he said that he sees a lot of talented players, but someone on the offense has got to step up and just get it done and just take mm-hmm. over a game and, and put together 150 yards on the ground or 150 yards receiving. Just do something and just kick somebody's butt individually and then let that energy trickle down to the rest of the roster. And I and I found it fitting, not that I think Gronk had any loaded meaning necessarily between it, but typically when you you see a Patriots team or even this Bucks team start to struggle, everybody says, okay, well, this is where Tom is going to do X, Y, Z and take over and, and, and things will. Like but instead of saying Tom, Gronk is saying somebody. And mm-hmm. I don't think that was a dig at Tom by any means, but I think it just kind of shows that this team is not necessarily a Tom Brady-fueled team, more so as it is a team with Tom Brady, and they're all kind of stuck in the mud right now. And and uh, like Gronk said, somebody, anybody needs to step it up and get them out of it.
2: It does feel like that. it's a good way to describe the Bucks. It's a team with Tom Brady, not Tom Brady's team, for whatever reason. I don't know why. There's a thousand things going on in his world as a lot of people know, but Jake mentioned this yesterday. And I've thought a lot about it. It's still Chris Godwin. And I know he's coming off the ACL, but it's, it's still Chris Godwin. It's still Mike Evans who suddenly can be covered and be out of sync with Brady when he's not covered. And th- that to me is, is weird. So that would be my, I don't know if it's fear, but concern, because if you're the Bengals, Eli Apple, Cam Taylor, Britt, a rookie who played pretty well last week against the Mari Cooper, it's still Mike Evans. And if Trey Hendrickson can't go, we can get into specific matchups and stuff. But if there was ever a formula for Brady to get going a little bit, it's not be able to pressure him. And yeah. so I, I, I do wonder, especially with uh, Eli Apple and then a young corner on the other side, if the, the Bengals uh, are kind of susceptible to, to what the, the Bucks have. At the same time, I don't think, Jake, that this is an on-to-Cincinnati moment at all. Because Joe Burrow ain't getting blown out on Sunday. I'll tell you that this isn't Andy Dalton get gets rocked in Foxborough and can't counterpunch. This Bengals team can counterpunch, so I think worst case it's a shootout, which could be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if the if you know not to get too far ahead of the episode, but I think if the Bengals lose, it's not gonna it's gonna be by a one score, probably a you know late two minute uh, type of situation like we saw against the Saints and the Rams. But I mean. Bengals' team is not the Saints or the Rams of 2022. So I think we can all agree that we'll get to some of those key matchups. I mean, look, if Trey Hendrickson misses this game, Donovan Smith is not going to shed any tears about it. I don't know if you guys know the full history of Trey Hendrickson against Donovan Smith, but Bucks fans know exactly what I'm holding. talking about. So. Sorry. There's a no, like holding good. call
2: on Donovan Smith mid-episode. Oh, there's always a holding <laughs>
0: call, but then Trey <laughs> Hendrickson just mopping. the. We're worried about Cam Jordan, but here comes Trey Hendrickson to just put Donovan Smith – uh, in his place, so we'll get to some of those key matchups. But first, here at the Locked On Podcast Network, we believe home should be where you and your family feel the safest, especially over the holiday season. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system from Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering our listeners forty percent off on a new security system. So don't put this off. Here's why I love it. I literally have SimpliSafe securing my home as we speak. Simply Safe's advanced technology and remote accessibility allows me to confidently secure my home with minimal hassle, whether it's controlling my system from my smartphone app or viewing the crystal clear HD security camera feeds or the feeling of security I get from my high-tech sensors. It fits my life because I made the system myself. Well, my wife made the system uh, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report. It was their third year in a row getting that honor. Don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any system at simplysafe.com slash locked today. That's simply safe with an I. S-I-M-P-L-I, Simply slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like simply safe. All right, guys, we're gonna continue diving into some of these matchups. We're going trade Smith look, I don't mean to poke too much money down to Smith. Apparently there's some personal things going on that are kind of uh, bothering him and impacting his play. And you don't want to make jokes about personal matters, but his play on the field has been fairly atrocious. So we're going to talk about that, uh, I'm sure, coming up here in a minute. Also, after you guys are done checking out this crossover episode, make sure you check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter, the most of the biggest storylines go behind the scenes and the scoreboards with local experts. Only the way that Locked On can provide available on YouTube and anywhere you get podcasts. I cannot do that Locked On Sports today bit uh to save my life correctly guys key matchups for this game is it trey hendrickson against donovan smith like are you guys did you guys dive into trey hendrickson's history against old old donovan there or is there a different matchup that you're looking for for these Bengals?
1: well the the big issue is that trey hendrickson is very very unlikely to play this week he broke his wrist
0: grant Cohn of uh i don't know if it's all 49ers or or what they call the niners so is it it all night he told me that nick bosa wasn't going to play and I said that on our show. I said, I've been told by Grant Cohn that Nick Bosa is not going to play. And I got called out by a lot of people when Nick Bosa played for passing on that information. But I mean, look,
2: it, it's not official, but yeah. it's broken. And they haven't came out and said it's broken. And Zach Taylor said day to day. I think they just want Tampa to prepare for him. Sweat I don't it. expect yeah, Don him to play. We'll
0: definitely be sweating about it. I and, and,
2: and he didn't
1: practice on Wednesday either. Right. He he wasn't even out there. At least there were limited practices by Tyler Boyd, who dislocated a finger and T. Higgins, who is still dealing with a hamstring injury that popped up last week in practice. So that matchup still matters. It just might not be Trey Hendrickson. And taking that out to a bit of a broader picture because it's not going to likely be Trey Hendrickson there. It might be Joseph Osai, it might be Cam Sample. There will be a rotation in that spot. Trey Hendrickson does, for the most part, make the Bengals pass rush go. He's the guy that's mm. creating havoc. He's a guy that's winning on his own and creating pressure all by himself without blitzes, without stunts, et cetera, et cetera. Tom Brady, on the other hand, being the quarterback, is, is a guy that is one of those quarterbacks you don't really want to blitz all that much, although you would also say that about Patrick Mahomes and Lou Anarumo found some success blitzing Patrick Mahomes this year and selectively last year and, and picking his spots there. So I'm sure we'll see some of that this week. But if, if the Bengals can't get any pressure to Tom Brady with four, Tom Brady's seen every coverage that exists. He's seen it more than anyone else currently playing in the NFL. Luana Rumo does like to change the picture. He does like to make things complicated for quarterbacks. He likes to drop guys out from the line of scrimmage. He likes to occasionally rotate coverages, occasionally do some inverted stuff. But how much are you relying on that to fool Tom Brady, especially if you don't feel like you can get home or disrupt him or get him off his spot? And I know the Bucs yeah. offensive line hasn't been perfect this year, maybe hasn't even been quite good this year, that there's certainly some holes there, especially with some injuries that they're dealing with. I just wonder how that plays out. This defense has been playing really, really well, and they've overcome the loss of Chidobe Wuzier and they've overcome the loss of DJ Reader at times, and getting DJ Reader back does matter, and it's a huge, huge difference, but they haven't had to deal with losing Trey Hendrickson yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe for a few snaps here or there, but not for a whole game. And so doing an entire game plan for Tom Brady – you would expect to be able to perform if you can't get pressure to him, even if he isn't having his best season. That is, I think, a challenge for this team this week that has been very cohesive in the back end, getting excellent linebacker play, really good safety play. But you have Cam Taylor, Britton, Eli Apple at corner. And while they're fine players, I think they're NFL starters, they're beatable. Mm -hmm. And so that, that to me is a big challenge in this game for this team where I agree with James. I think the Bengals will be able to get some points and, and they shouldn't be shut down in this game, but can they prevent it from being a shootout and kind of have that controlled feeling that they've had often throughout this win streak, or does it get really close and tight and open up the the opportunity for weird things to really reduce the margin for error?
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good point. I mean, I think when you look at those DBs, right, part of what's been plaguing the Buccaneers offense is, you know, when Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Scotty Miller, Chris Godwin get open for some of these deep shots that you want to see teams hit from time to time. A lot of times Tom Brady is under throwing the ball and I don't care if you are, you know, Eli Apple gets a lot of flack out there in the NFL world and some of it well deserved granted, but especially you know, in the even,
1: NFC South,
0: especially in the NFC South. Even if you are Eli Apple, if the football hits you in the back of the head. You don't have to have talent. It's going <laughs> to fall incomplete. Right. And we, unfortunately we've seen that happen with Tom Brady some this year. And then other times when Tom, I mean, you don't really get the chance to really see if he would have been on target because they can't even get open or they don't get open fast enough before the pressure gets home and he's got to basically dirt it or throw it away. Uh, and so it just kind of makes it difficult there. And and I would say that getting pressure on, on Tom Bray is always obviously what everybody wants to do. But I, I think playing in the hands of the Bengals if Trey can't go is, you guys know in the old cliche is that pressure is cumulative, right? And he's been under a lot of pressure all season. And honestly, from the very beginning, you go back to when Ryan Jensen got hurt in training camp from that moment mm-hmm. forward, Tom has not looked comfortable behind that offensive line. So that's definitely playing into uh, the Bagel, Bengals hands coming in. It's almost like having an extra pass rusher uh, on the field uh, by itself for the Buccaneers offense. Not so much Tom Brady. Honestly, I think this team needs to commit to what works for them. And, and some Bucks fans are going to get very frustrated hearing me say that, but that's a running game. And I think when Bucks fans complain about the running game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's too much running on first down and, you end up in second and eight second and 10 second and 12 sometimes uh behind schedule and and again you have a quarterback that's not comfortable behind his offensive line that's always a problem but really to- the totality of running has been successful for the bucks and I think most bucks fans if you compartmentalize the first down running versus the totality of all the all the the, the total running attack I think you can see that the bucks are six and two when they run the ball 20 times or more in a single game they're oh and five if they rush for 19 times or less so that kind of shows you how important that running game is for the bucks now granted Two of those games they didn't rush for 20 times were against Kansas City Chiefs, where they were in a boat race, 41 to 31 loss, and the San Francisco 49ers, which was pretty much over before the plane touchdown in San Francisco. So not all of that is on the offense, some of that is on the defense. On the a couple occasions, they've looked really bad. And again, going back to those injuries, I think the loss of Antoine Winfield Jr., and Mike Edwards play into that. But I think regardless, if you want Tom Brady to be more comfortable, Look, the more he doesn't have to worry about pressure because he doesn't have the ball in his hands, the more comfortable he can potentially get. So they got to get those running backs going early and effectively. That's the most important part.
1: And the no challenge doubt. for them there I, I, is going to be DJ Reader, and he's no. been playing out of his mind, containing a couple of really good running backs. And James, I, I feel like it's time to talk about the Bengals offense. Just this is your favorite thing, and we, we've hardly touched on it. It's but, the better but offense jump
2: and the bet and the better quarterback. Oh, Tampa Bucks! Tampa I mean, Bucks fans are going to come man. after me. Um, but he is. He's playing better now, and that yeah. comes from the, the, the Tom Brady fan in me that's watched him since Michigan, right? But it's just uh, it's true for what we've seen out of Joe Burrow recently. He's playing at a really high level, and so can the Bengals keep him in that zone? Whatever the zone is, Jake called it the Goldilocks zone earlier this week. Whatever you want to call it, can you keep him in it? Right now, it's been hard to knock him out of it, and the offensive line wasn't perfect last week against the Browns. Didn't matter. You know, he was he was able to to figure it out despite not having T Higgins or Tyler Boyd. And so this week, I think health matters as much as anything, because if it's just Jamar Chase, the matchup I'm going to watch is how many Tampa Bay Buccaneers are around Jamar Chase at all times? Because if it's not three, if there's no T Higgins and no Tyler Boyd, then I, I don't know what to tell. Todd Bowles in his defensive mind itself, because that's what you should do is you should triple team chase. And so that's the matchup is, is really outside of health. How do they match up against chase? Because the Browns clearly yep. didn't give him enough attention last week. And he burned them for 10 catches, 119 yards in the one of the biggest plays of the game.
0: Yeah. Look, you know, uh, I, I actually, I heard you guys say that on an earlier episode this week of, of potentially triple teaming Jamar chase. Triple. And I think just the, the, the football, triple traditionalist. One in me kind of flinched right but like it, it makes sense and I mean look you put a DB on top and put a DB under him and I don't know maybe put a linebacker perpendicular to him somewhere try to keep up with him if you can and, and just at least hit him right or maybe that's where Keanu Neal goes tell Keanu Neal to do nothing but kind of shadow Jamar Chase I mean it, it, it makes sense and uh, you know the last thing this team can do this Bucks defense can do is is let him get loose but uh, you mentioned those injuries I mean Mike Edwards and Antoine Winfield Jr. I mentioned them multiple times on this show for a reason. Both of them missed uh, missed last week against uh, the, the, the 49ers. I'm trying to block that out of my memory, and that was a huge problem. They missed the Saints game. That almost cost them uh, the victory there as well. Both of them limited in practice, so hopefully trending in the right direction, because that's certainly going to play an impact on who wins this game. And who wins this game is something that we're going to tell you or talk about here in just a moment. But first, we're going to talk about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all your latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league around, from football to basketball, soccer to esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which you probably do because you're listening to this one, you can find all of those at BetOnline as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting fixed. Head of the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about BetOnline. Where the game starts. And before we continue this episode, we've got an important message from NHTSA. That's NHTSA. Imagine you're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks. If you're a Bucks fan, you're probably watching another uh, unfortunate performance. A few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end. People start heading out. You think about calling for a ride, but then you think, Nah, you know what? I leave, I live close enough. I can make it. Okay, it's no big deal. Besides, if I do get pulled over, what's going to happen? Maybe my insurance goes up. Maybe I lose my license for a little bit. And either Jake or James has to give me a ride. Uh, around depending on where i live you lose your job maybe you total your car but you know what you could also kill someone or you can kill yourself everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk the results are tragic and often deadly however that still doesn't stop people from getting behind the wheel while under the influence that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives so if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks think again play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever drive sober or get pulled over all right guys prediction time we're going to wrap up this crossover third episode making some predictions i know some shows like the standard predictions for the last show of the week i don't know if that's how you guys operate or not i will make my prediction here my co-host james jarko will make his prediction on our final episode cincinnati Bengals at tampa bay buccaneers the home team always gets spotted three points right the Buccaneers are three-and-a-half-point underdogs, which kind of tells you the bookmakers probably think this is about a touchdown spread, give or take, uh, that the Cincinnati Bengals are really actually having an advantage over. Over-under on this one is 44. Gentlemen, are you going to be making your score predictions here, or you want to just talk about how you think maybe this thing unfolds?
2: It doesn't matter. You know, I, I can talk about both. It, it It is tough on a Wednesday to do that as we record this. I know it's yeah. crossover Thursday, but we're recording it on Wednesday night, and it's like, ah. Uh, but I think I can put together a score. I, I certainly know who I think is going to win, regardless. I, I think it would be silly, much like last week, to pick against the Bengals the way they're playing. Now, that doesn't mean I can't see the path for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, because it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. It's Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all of these guys that we saw win the Super Bowl a few years ago and storm back against the Rams, who ultimately beat this Bengals team in Super Bowl 56, right? I mean, it's. A lot of those same guys. And so could this offense get going? I think it can, especially without Trey Hendrickson and some of the injuries to the Bengals. But I just think best quarterback in this game as of now, it's Joe Burrow. Best receiver, Jamar Chase. The the more fluid and certainly consistent offense, which is kind of wild to say because the Bengals were so inconsistent offensively earlier in the year. But... Mm -hmm. The Bucks are the lowest scoring team in the NFC South. I saw that this week, which is just wild to me that no. this team led by Brady and company just they haven't scored. And so I think that they're going to score some on Sunday at Raymond James Stadium, but it's not going to be enough. Give me uh, give me the Bengals. Twenty six, twenty three.
0: All right. You got the Bengals 26, 23, fairly close to, to the prediction that I have going here. You know, again, like, like I said, the question is about whether or not the Buccaneers can finally perform the way that we kind of think this roster on paper should perform on the field. And, you know, it's, it's we're, we're past the midway of December point by the time this game actually happens. And I don't know, man, I've been, I've been holding out hope that, you know, there was going to be a turning point. The thing that was concerning me the most during the season is at times you would hear the players themselves kind of say we think this is a turning point and i think turning points tend to be something we see in hindsight they don't mm-hmm. they don't usually happen. it's not usually something you can point to as it's happening and say boom there's your turning point it's usually something you see on an nfl films production and they say that was the turning point so that kind of was was a little problematic because we seem to t- to a point where the bucks pull out some sort of amazing last second win or a really strong game and everybody's kind of relaxes and says okay now we're good now that's the turning point and then we come out uh, and we see the buccaneers get smashed by the san francisco 49ers so uh underdogs at home not something that we've seen from the bucks in the last few years but i think it's warranted and i think that uh they lose by more and as, as as i see the buccaneers right now i do think the Bengals are on a roll i think they're one of the best teams in the nfl for a reason and they're showing why And i think they win this thing 31 to 21.
1: i wonder about the buccaneers ability to defend the run in this game we've talked a lot about receivers on both sides i love the Bengals' run defense when dj readers on the field and this has been discussed uh, unlocked on Bengals ad nauseum this week. We can't stop talking about how good DJ Reader is, but I, I wondered without Vita who I assume is doubtful to play in this game, despite yeah. Levante David and, and Shaquille Baird and some of the players that are on that defense, c- can they deal with a running game when-, when they're also worried about Joe Burrow throwing the ball, especially if T Higgins is back, especially if Tyler Boyd plays? Then it's a little bit of a pick your poison kind of game, and the Bengals have been able to run the ball for the past five, six, seven weeks. So I think that'll be one to watch. I don't do score predictions; I leave that to James. That's James's wheelhouse. But I just wanted to throw out one other little quirk of this game that I think you know we haven't really talked about to this point. But you know, if the Bengals are limited with their skill players again this week, if they can get the run game going earlier, they've shown that they can win games that way this year mm-hmm. against worse teams, the the Carolina Panthers, who you're familiar with. In the NFC South, not a very good football team, but then again, who is a good football team in the NFC South right now? Let's see. Yeah, if I the Carolina out, Panthers right? ran
0: the Bucks out of uh, out of Charlotte, so.
1: <laughs> and, and the Bengals won that game by, I don't know, it was it was just not close at any point. Yeah.
2: So that was the five touchdown mixing game. Yeah, it was yeah, a blowout,
1: the, the massive mixing game. So and
2: the, the the other note, sorry, I just don't want to forget AFC North three and zero against the Bucks this year. Wow. So, could you could you imagine if the one team that doesn't beat them is the Bengals? And, and it, weird things happen all the time. That would be weird. This yeah. Bengals team lost to the Steelers, you know. So,
0: as did this Bucks team. Yeah, Vita had not participated I can't believe in you guys lost
2: to, to the Browns. By the way, that was the. Yeah,
0: worst. I mean that. You know what? So that one actually we put on the coaches. You know, so a lot of these other ones. I mean, you put the coaches are taking a lot of blame, obviously, as well. But you could point to some player performances and a lot of these other losses. That Browns game, I think, if you if Todd Bulls lets, lets Tom do what he wants to do there at the end of that game, they come away uh, victorious. But you mentioned the run defense, you know, Vita Vea not practicing earlier this week. Carl Nassib, who was kind of a bright spot against San Francisco 49ers, I suppose, at least from an effort standpoint and kind of helping to try to keep the mojo going. Julio Jones also not participating. Jamel Dean, though, he's, he's one of the bigger ones too, because even if they get Mike Edwards, Antoine Winfield Jr. back, but then you lose Jamel Dean, you know, yeah. it's, it's two steps forward, one step back, which is still progress, but I mean, it's not nearly as much progress as you want so so we got uh we got it's, it's all bangles here for for uh for uh for predictions and that's also and a big plug for james's uh james's site there make sure you check out all bangles for all that. their coverage uh, of this <laughs> james arco writes for all bangles as well so yeah. it's it's a family affair here but guys the biggest story recapping this this uh episode here real quick before we wrap up for tampa bay is their continuation of coming apart at the seams. just like just as we think that they're starting to figure something out or put something together they take uh, another step in the wrong direction and just seems to be the trend this season, which unfortunately is uh, killing a lot of enthusiasm or optimism as we get closer and closer to the end of the regular season. Bengals 10-1 and one against the spread in their last 11 games too. Uh,
1: the Bucks, I think, have the opposite record, if I'm counting correctly. I see – actually, it's 1-9 it's and nine against the spread in their last 10 games. So uh, th- there's some trends there that don't look yeah. very pretty as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's going to be an interesting game, uh, James. I know. Do you do you travel to the away games? Are you oh, going to yeah. be down in Ray J? Yeah. Oh yeah. Going to be at Ray J. Hopefully the weather's nice.
2: Yeah. And uh, you know I'm excited to to watch these two teams battle it out. So yeah, should, it should be fun.
0: Hopefully you don't. Uh, hopefully you don't get sick. I went from Virginia to New York, not last week, but the week prior, and then went from <laughs> New York to Tampa and then back to Virginia, and I ended up with a head cold because just too many. Are, are
2: you going to be? Are you going to be down there? I will
0: not be. I'm, I'm actually done uh, in person covering the Bucks this year, on, depending on playoffs. We'll see what happens with Washington, what happens with Tampa. If there's a playoff scenario, I, I might, uh, might make it down for a trip there, but I have a feeling I'm going to end up in San Francisco. I'm not doing either San Francisco trip for either of the teams that I cover, but I have, so I have a feeling the playoff uh, gods are going to send me to San Francisco for, as punishment for missing the oh uh, regular season matchups. Yeah, for um,
2: Brady's, Brady's future team next year. Interesting.
0: yeah I mean hey I've gone on record saying that that's exactly what I think is gonna happen did you see him 20, talking up
2: Christian McCaffrey I mean
0: uh, he's 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 said a lot of things and uh, yeah I don't want to give too much away. James and I have a Tom Brady conspiracy theory episode coming up wow. I'm, I'm gonna drop a lot of my thoughts on wow. Tom Brady in San Francisco um, but guys it's been a great crossover episode always love doing the crossovers getting your guys' Uh, thoughts and expertise on these opponents so thanks to everybody out there for making locked on bucks and locked on Bengals podcast your first listens or your first views of the day again for your next one check out locked on sports today the biggest games the biggest stories go behind all of it with local experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today is available on this app or on youtube or wherever you get your podcast for jake for james for myself, locked on Bucks, locked on Bengals, all Bengals, Bucks game day. Check out all the stuff that we're doing out there while you're out there. Please be safe behind one of and Enjoy the game this weekend. If you see us around, if you see James around, James Sandy, make sure you stop by and say hi. I invite you to do that for him. Make sure he'll be like. And of course, thank you as always for joining us on this.